Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andreoli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Today, I'm here to talk about a whole bunch of movies, and that's because I am ranking every theatrical Batman movie that has been released so far. I want to stress that it's theatrical. Um, there are some animated movies on here, but they did get through theatrical releases, so they count. I don't know. You kind of there's been so many Batman movies, especially if you include animated ones, and I'm not ranking all like 70 animated movies because I haven't seen them all. And to be honest with you, I don't really care. Most of them are fine, um, and so I I chose to go for all the theatrical ones, and um, and you know you just kind of gotta start making categories because otherwise I'd be here all day. Um, I'm going to be ranking them from worst to best, and uh, this is uh, my little lead-up episode to The Batman, which I'll be recording very late at night on Thursday after I see the movie. I am extremely excited for the movie. I haven't made that a secret at all. I have been really looking forward to this movie for a while. been looking forward to recording this episode for a while, so I can't wait to do all that, but uh, I'm not quite there yet, so I thought this would be a fun lead-up episode, kind of get ready, see where I stand on everything else. And then uh, on Thursday, we'll see where the new one fits into all that. So let's get started. Okay, absolute bottom of the barrel. We're going we're gonna to go from worst to best. So bottom of the barrel is Batman and Robin, to the surprise of no one. This is a horrible movie. Um, even if you hold it to its own standard, it's a horrible movie. I think, like, listen, I know that they're going for a specific tone. It's not an accident that it's as goofy as it is. That's what the the studio thought worked at the time. That's what they thought people wanted. And I mean, hey, based on the way Batman Forever did at the box office and with, you know, toy sales and merchandise and everything, they're, they probably weren't wrong. I can see how, at the time, it made logical sense. Like, they liked this one, so why don't we just keep going further with it? And I, I think that, I don't know. On one hand, it's understandable, and I think that all interpretations of Batman are valid, as silly or as dark as they want to be. Uh, I think you definitely, you know, there's definitely ones I prefer over the others, but, I mean, the 60s show version of Batman is just as valid an interpretation as The Dark Knight Returns. I don't think that those two things have to be mutually exclusive. I think that it's very important that we have versions of this character that are aimed at kids that's how we get new fans that's how these things keep evolving and i I think that it's okay that there's a spectrum but i think even if you take this movie at its own terms (laughs) it's still a piece of shit (laughs) like it's just straight up a bad movie it doesn't really make sense there's a lot of jokes that are very bad and like it can be kind of a fun thing to hate watch but eventually the joke just stops being funny because this is a long ass movie like it's it's hard to get through and um it's 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 too cheesy it looks somehow cheaper despite being extremely expensive to make um the batmobile design is horrible clooney could be a very good batman but he's not very good in this um i think that that might be the lines that might be direction it might be a bit of both but um he's really not a good batman the introduction for him is horrible the like high freeze Batman like oh my god you think back to some of the first times we we meet Batman in in some of the other movies that like the epic fanfare and the the you know like the pan up or like he pulls in a criminal real close or whatever and it's like hi I'm Batman like they met at a party or something it's 
it's atrocious. Like it's, it's seriously just it's just straight up a bad movie. Um, and and I think that, like I said before, that's not surprising to anyone. Everyone knew that this was going to come in dead last. Now number ten, I actually debated making this the last one because if you give me the choice between this one and Batman and Robin, I will take Batman and Robin. Uh, number ten is is Batman versus Superman. I hate this movie like hate it with a, a with a passion like this is a movie that i looked forward to so much because i was young and stupid i guess <laughs> um, i i really uh, man i don't know what it was about this movie but it just caught me at a time where i could not be more excited for it batman superman finally together we're starting this whole new dc universe like I was so in. I was so in, and I thought that it looked awesome, and I was so, so excited for it. And it's funny, because at the the first time I saw it, and, like, the first couple times I watched it, I think I kind of convinced myself that I liked it. Like, I really tried to be like, no, 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 this is cool. And I, I even remember the first time I saw it in the theater, opening night, I'm, I'm watching it, and there's some stuff where I'm like, hell yeah, this is awesome. But then there'd be a lot of stuff where I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, I'm not so sure I like this. And it was weird because I had so much anticipation for it. And it, it just, it didn't feel right. It's like, how could this possibly be? Like, I should love this. I should be loving this right now. But I'm just not. And that feeling just continued to get worse and worse. And I would watch some reviews and, and of, that were much more negative than some of the, the first ones I was watching. Because, I mean, it's a very divisive movie. People either love it or they hate it. And I was really watching, like, all the people who loved it. And I'm like, yeah, no, this is good. This is good. And then I started to, you know, kind of think about it more and watch some stuff from the other side. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's true. None of this makes sense. And just the more I watch it, and it's just... Oh my god, it's horrible. I can't even get through it. It's so miserable. And it's such a weird, like, Jim Bro goth kid fan fiction. Like, it's, he's like, yeah, it's Batman, but he's buff and he does CrossFit and he murders people. And and then Superman comes in and, and he kills the terrorist and he, and he, he punches all the people and then he punches Batman, but Batman beats him because Batman's so cool. And then their moms both have the same name. So he stops trying to murder him like a lunatic. I'm like, it's, it's utter nonsense and it's overstuffed and it's completely incomprehensible and the character work is terrible the the action is like it's cool but it's unforgivable from a character standpoint it's two murderers trying to argue about who's not a murderer and it's like batman just shot a car full of people and then drove through it yeah those people are dead you can't then come to superman and be like you killed a lot of people in metropolis because you just killed a lot of people right now. It, it's it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. And I really, really do not like the movie at all. And so it's, yeah, it was, it's a war for the bottom. I think, like, purely technically, Batman and Robin is a worse movie. But I think if you give me the choice to between which one I want to watch more, I'll take Batman and Robin every day. I hate Batman versus Superman. Okay, <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> um, next up is Batman Forever. I don't necessarily despise this movie. I think that a lot of times people 
kind of write it off a little bit more than it deserves to be. It's not a good movie, but there's a lot of things in it where I think in more capable hands and with a different tone, they actually have the potential to be very good. I know that the Riddler's plan is ridiculous and all that stuff is pretty goofy, but I think that a lot of the things in um, Batman 89 and Batman Returns are ridiculous too. We just don't remember them being so because the tone is very different and the way they come off on screen doesn't really read as campy as it does when it's, you know, it's covered in neon and it's super bright. I think that this would work a lot better in the hands of someone like Tim Burton. I really do. I think there's a lot to the movie that that they seem to be attempting something a lot more personal and a lot more emotional for the character of Bruce Wayne. The whole thing with the Red Book, and I know that there's like that fan-edited version where they put all those scenes back in and stuff, and I mean, that's just such a fascinating idea, like that he's haunted by that journal entry of his father's where he says, Martha and I don't really want to go to the movies tonight, but Bruce is begging us to go. And he feels a degree of responsibility to their deaths which you would after reading something like that and there's like the, the part where he's like he killed them and, and but he actually said i killed them and alfred's like you know he's confused because he's like that's not what you said the first time you said i killed them like that's a legitimately interesting idea from a psychological perspective but i mean don't get me wrong adding those scenes back in like the, in that version it doesn't magically transform this into a masterpiece. The rest of the movie is still ridiculous, and Tommy Lee Jones is still horrible as Two-Face, and um, Jim Carrey is still ridiculous. As much as I love him in other movies, he's not very good here. Val Kilmer is utterly and completely bored, and it really, really shows. He is such a bad Bruce Wayne and Batman. He has the look for it, I'll give him that, but you can tell he has zero investment in this character, and so when you see that on screen it's like hey that's not very interesting so yeah i don't know i think there's a lot of things here that could be very good but overall it just does not come together at all all right next i would say batman 66 now i said before that i think that it's it's valid to have um very light interpretations of Batman and very dark interpretations of Batman. I think you can push it too far in both directions, but I do think that the 60s show and this movie are totally valid. I mean, for the time, this is ripped from the page. Like, if you looked at Batman comics at this time, this is what they were. The, the villains look great, the Batman, Batgirl, uh, Robin, you know, like the world, it looks like Batman from the comics of this time, but you know, now it, it, it is just, it's been outdone by a lot of things. But I think for the time, this was probably the best version of Batman we were going to get. And I do think it's a legitimately good movie. I really think that it, it's funny. You know, it's in on the joke. It's funny. Um, it's it's fun to watch. I, I think it can kind of drag towards the end. I do feel like it's a little bit long, but I don't know. I feel like this is often forgotten, and I understand. It's been like more than 60 years. It's been a long time, but uh, or no, it hasn't been more than 60 years, it's been more than 50 years, sorry, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I think that it's, it's a fine movie in its own right, I just, it's obviously been outdone by a lot of other movies since then that are, like, besides just the tone thing, they are just better movies, so, yeah, I think that is, this is a perfectly fine movie, but I just, you know, it's down here on the, on the ranking because there's just a lot of other movies that are much better and that I'll, obviously pick over this one to watch if I'm going to watch a Batman movie. Next up is Batman Returns. I think Batman Returns is okay. 
uh, I don't know. It's hard to really make up my mind about it because it's actually very similar to Batman Forever in that there are a lot of elements that I like about it, and there's a lot of characters that I think are really cool. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is amazing. I still don't think she's been outdone. I obviously haven't seen Zoe Kravitz at the time of recording this, so I'm not sure how she stacks up. But I think as of right now, Michelle Pfeiffer is undeniably the best Catwoman. She just, she does a great job. And I think that Michael Keaton's doing a great job here too. Just unfortunately, the movie isn't very interested in him. And I don't really know who it is interested in. Because for a lot of the time, we're really focused on Penguin. But then it also seems like Selena Kyle takes center stage a lot of the time. We also deal a lot with Max Shrek, who is not a character from the comics, and that's fine, but he also doesn't really have a direct relation to either of our main characters, besides them sort of, like, weaving in and out of his plan throughout the course of the movie, and I just think that his plan is a weird plan, like, he's well-liked, people shop at his stores, he's very famous in Gotham, and, and um, he has, like, a good public standing, but... Instead of running for mayor himself, he's going to try to get this hideous penguin man to run for mayor? Like, how much do people hate this mayor? And then you you really focus on that for a lot of the movie, and then you sort of lose track of the Selena Kyle Catwoman origin story, and then Bruce is completely in the background for a large portion of this. And I just think that it doesn't have enough focus, and I think it's very overstuffed, and it's wild to me that they were going to originally try to include Robin in this movie as well, on top of everything else. I think that that just obviously would have been way too much. So I think if you streamline this and you strip it down a lot more, it has the potential to be something great. But as it is, I do think that it is a little bit bloated, and it can run a little bit long. But I do think that it is really interesting as a portrait of Tim Burton. Uh, like, this is him just completely let off the leash. In the same way that Batman and Robin is uh, Joel Schumacher let off the leash. I just prefer Tim Burton to Joel Schumacher, like, in terms of their sensibilities as directors. I really think that Tim Burton just has a much better handle on what is fitting for Batman, uh, especially at the time. Like, I just, I don't know, you know, I don't think that's really a hot take. Uh, But I do think that it's just as goofy as something like Batman Forever. It's just, like I said before, the tone kind of makes us remember it as being darker and more serious than it is. But this movie does have an army of penguins with missiles on their backs as part of the climax. And it's like, are we so sure that this is really not as... Like, that this is so much more serious than some of the later films in the in that period of time. Like, I said before, uh, earlier when I was talking about Batman Forever, but I mean, you put that in Tim Burton's hands. Uh, it's like the Riddler's plan and all that stuff, and you just give it, like, a different coat of paint. I really don't think that it would be that far-fetched, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of good here, but I also think that it could have used a lot of help with just making it a lot more focused. I also think that it should be more of a sequel. That's something that's always bothered me. And it kind of, it's something that just always gets to me while I watch it. And it's part of the reason that it sort of sits in the ranking where it is, because originally there was a draft that had a lot more elements of a sequel. And Burton's like, well, if I'm coming back, I don't want to do the same thing over again, which I respect. I understand that from an artistic point of view, it's not fulfilling to just do the same thing over again. However, you are making a follow-up to a movie that you made, so 
you want to try to include some of those elements. I mean, nothing's the same. And uh, I just, I don't know. I think that this could have served with a lot more connective tissue. But anyway, that's kind of my piece on that one. I like it, but I don't love it. And so it's right here, kind of middle of the pack. Now we're getting into a lot of movies that I really do like. Uh, next up is the Lego Batman movie, which is a movie I think is severely slept on. Man, this is a great movie. This is a really, really great movie. It's obviously goofy, and it's it's not the traditional <laughs> interpretation of Batman, being that it's it's Lego, and it's animated, and it's it's really aimed at kids. But this movie has like a tremendous amount on its mind which is so surprising but seriously like in terms of a character study of batman i think this is one of the best ones we've ever gotten at least on screen i seriously think that this does more with the character of batman than the vast majority of theatrical batman movies do i really really do it really gets at the heart of why he does this the whole arc of him learning not to push people away and understanding that he does so instinctively because he doesn't want to be hurt again like that's really good dramatic material and obviously the presentation of it isn't like you know um i can't even think of i don't know it's not like francis ford coppola or uh like a steven spielberg movie you know what i mean like it's not it's not high class but if you actually get down to what it's saying i think that it's some of the best stuff that we've ever seen from batman and also if you're just talking about creators that clearly love everything about batman i mean dude it's here in spades the amount of references and in jokes and little background details i mean you could watch this movie a hundred times and catch something else be like wait is is that and yes it is because they just packed every frame full of love for this character i mean this is kind of almost like spider-verse level impressive in terms of animation and and love and reverence for the character I, there's it's got a, a really cool uh like vibe to it i really like the way that all the legos come across on screen and i really like seeing the intricacies of the lego built objects and buildings and landscapes that are in the background and stuff and just like it's a whole world but it's lego and they move like lego stop motion and it's just it's really really cool and like i said before i think the reverence for the character and the actual arc that's at the at the core of this movie makes it one of the better Batman movies. I know a lot of people don't see it as that. I know it's easy to write it off as kid stuff, and it's just like, you know, oh, that, that Lego one, you know, oh, it's just made to sell toys. And yes, it is, but there's a lot more to it than that, and I've probably watched this movie just as much of as, as a lot of the other ones on this list, because, I, I mean, <laughs> I really, really enjoy it, and it's a great one to just throw on for a family movie night or for some time when you're like, ah, I don't really want to think about what we're watching. Let's just throw on Lego Batman because it's endlessly entertaining. So I think this one deserves a lot more credit. I really think it was pretty quickly forgotten, and I don't think that should be the case. It's a really fun movie with a lot of heart, and I genuinely think one of the best Batman character arcs that we've seen on screen. Next up is The Dark Knight Rises. I was a little bit conflicted on this one because I didn't know if it necessarily deserved to be in the top five. I really think... That if I'm going to pick between The Dark Knight Rises and the Lego Batman movie, I'm picking the Lego Batman movie 100% of the time. But, I think from a purely technical standpoint, from a, a, a standpoint of scale, of, you know, just pure technical achievement, and like, the craft behind the movie, 
I do think that The Dark Knight Rises is a better made movie. And so that kind of factored into the ranking. And I do think it is a very good movie. I, I really do. I, I mean, it's obviously very technically impressive. There is a lot of great performances in it. There's a lot of cool action. And, um, I mean, it is kind of an impossible task to wrap up a trilogy that is, I mean, where the, the first two were so seminal and so good. But, I don't know, man. I feel like you gotta try a little bit harder than this. This movie is sloppy, and you can tell. It has a very similar vibe to, I would say, the last season of Game of Thrones. Now, not to that degree, but I think there's just sort of a rushed quality to it, where you can tell that Nolan and company have sort of, they're, they're kind of past it now. They've done, they, they've poured their heart and soul into the first two, and they're just sort of on to other things now but they do still need to wrap up this trilogy, and you can just tell that they didn't put as much heart into this one. There's so many aspects of it that feel undercooked. There's so many plot threads that don't really go anywhere or aren't used to their full potential. Um, there's a lot of questions left hanging after the movie where it's you're just never really going to get an answer. Um, and I think also that they made the wrong choice for this story. I have reviewed this movie before, and I've gone more in-depth on some of these issues, um, but I think one of the biggest ones is that it just chose a less interesting story than it could have. The beginning of, I would say, the second act, or maybe the second half, whatever, when Bruce has decided to become Batman again, he's back, and he is being chased by every single cop. They've diverted every unit, and it's just one lone man, he's riding on the motorcycle, and there is an army of police officers following him, just blue lights as far as the eye can see. Man, that's your movie. That is your opening scene. You should have started from there. Because we end in such an interesting place. Batman has decided to make an impossible choice to save an icon and to save the city's soul. And he is now he's now outcast. He's hunted. Everyone's coming after him. All the cops hate him. The people think that he's a murderer. Man, that's your movie. That's the interesting stuff. That's the stuff I want to see. I don't want to see that we've just moved on so quickly and it's been 8 years of pretty much nothing interesting and Batman is in hiding and and it's just that's just not the right story for this. It, I, I really don't think it is. I think there's a lot to this that is pretty cool. I mean, I think Bane's a great villain. Um, and Hathaway does do a really good job as Catwoman. Batman and Bruce as characters individually both have a lot of great moments in this. And Christian Bale's very good. But I don't know, man. I just think there's a lot of missed opportunities here. And I said before, but I really think that a big part of it is the sloppiness. And you can just tell that there wasn't as much care put into this one. But like I said, the stunts are still uh, impressive, and the actual filmmaking at play here is very high quality, but I just think that there is a lot more that could have been done here. And uh, so that does kind of have me flip-flop back and forth about where to put this one. Um, I do think, I guess, technically, it is a better movie than, uh, than the Lego Batman movie, but genuinely, I don't know if it's a better Batman movie. So, I don't know, maybe there's, maybe I'm exposing some chinks in the armor of, like, the way that I'm ranking these, but I don't know. It's hard, because every time I watch it, I sort of come away feeling differently about it, because, like, there's a lot I like, there's a lot of ideas I think are really cool, but I also do think that there's a lot of things like, what's your real name? Robin. You should get fucked. That is the stupidest thing ever. Or, like, I saw the way you smiled, that you're holding in all that pain. 
yeah, you must be Batman. Like, really? That's the best we could come up with? Come on, guys. What are we doing here? So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I, I think I'm comfortable with that. But I do feel like this is kind of the one that could change depending on what day it is. All right, anyway, um, enough talk about the movie. I, this is one of those movies where I feel like I could talk about it all day because there's just so much to it. It's almost three hours long, and, like, there's so much where I'm like, oh, my God, I have so much to say about this, but I have already reviewed it even, but I don't even feel like I got it all in that review. I seriously feel like I would want to do, like, a commentary on this movie. I have so much to say about it. But <clears throat> Batman 89 is the next one up. This movie is awesome. This is like a complete and total paradigm shift for the world of comic book movies. I really don't think you can overstate its importance. It did a lot in legitimizing the genre, uh, in legitimizing the character of Batman. Uh, we're still living under its shadow. Like this changed, honestly, not just comic book movies, but like movies in a lot of ways. The hype for summer movies, the merchandising, the, a lot of that doesn't exist without this movie, at least not in its current form. So. I think you can't overstate the importance of this movie and what an unlikely success it was. I mean, people really were not happy with a lot of the decisions decisions about this movie going into it, the choice of director, the choice of main star. But I mean, I got to tell you, I think it all comes together very well. Uh, Michael Keaton is one of the better Batman. I truly believe that. I know that he is not like a purely comic accurate take he's not a muscle-bound hunk he's not like traditionally handsome but i think that the, the mysterious brooding quality almost the stunted emotional growth and just like the weird loner aspect of him he nails and i know this is definitely a different take in a lot of ways like the there's sort of a degree of insanity to him too he's a he's a less crazy but still a bit of a mirror image to to the joker and I think that's actually really interesting, and I think that works very well for the take that Burton has decided to go with here. I think that he works perfectly for this version of the character. And he's great in the suit, too. He does a great job of not letting himself get too verbose or too, like, overly emotive or anything. A lot of times he lets the suit speak for him, and I think that's really good. He does a good job of using the power of his image in that suit, and he can be very scary in a lot of scenes in a way that certain other Batman who aren't quite as great at working with the suit, you know, they don't quite nail that as well, but I think Keaton understands that very well, and I think he does a great job in this movie. I also really love Jack Nicholson. I think a lot of people often write off his performance as him just playing Jack Nicholson, and yeah, there's a little bit of that, but I do think that once he goes full Joker, he is putting his heart and soul into this performance. Like, he is really imbuing it with a lot of personality that couldn't possibly have been there on the page. They're just little moments and, like, where he'll do like a, a fart noise or a certain dance or something like that where it's like there's no way that was written and it's a great choice and and he just he really does embody this character very well so I think that his performance is often overshadowed by Heath Ledger's and for good reason Heath Ledger is clearly one of the better jokers that we've ever had and probably ever will have but I do think that Jack Nicholson is very good in his own right and in general just this movie is is really fun to watch I remember watching it like, a couple years ago, it was, it's, like, recent, but it was still, like, a decent amount of years ago, you know what I mean? It was, it wasn't, like, when I was a little, little kid, but it was definitely when I was still, like, an early teenager. Uh, I rewatched this movie just out of the blue. I don't even know why. 
and like holy shit man ever since that I, I i never think i realized how fun this movie was to watch but it really it clicked with me on that viewing and i was just like this is a blast this is a really great movie and and so ever since then i've put it on with relative frequency i probably watch this at least once or twice a year every year without fail because it's just a lot of fun and it's a really cool world to just be steeped in for two hours like it has so much personality this version of gotham this version of batman and all of his gadgets and his uh, the batmobile the, the batwing i mean it's it's awesome it's so cool and Tim burton did a great job of bringing this version of the character to life so i think this is a really phenomenal movie and i think like i said you can't overstate how important it is to the character of batman to the world of superhero movies and honestly to just the world of summer blockbusters so I think this is perfectly at home where it is in the ranking. I think this is this is spot on. All right. I feel like this might surprise a lot of you. I really do. If if you're into the Batman movies, I know that the common consensus, I mean the the other ones in the middle sort of shift, but I think that everyone sort of unanimously agrees Batman and Robin is the worst and the Dark Knight is the best. But let me tell you, I have the Dark Knight as number 3. I know. I know. But let me explain myself. This is another one, um, I'll just, I, I guess I might as well. I'll get into Batman Begins sort of uh, simultaneously. These are another two, very similar to Batman and Robin and uh, Batman versus Superman. And then earlier I just said about uh, the Lego Batman movie and The Dark Knight Rises. This is another pair of movies where I really flip-flop on them depending on the day. It really does kind of depend on my mood. I think that Batman Begins is a better Batman movie, and that's why I have it ranked as number two over The Dark Knight, because I think that it is one of the only live-action Batman movies that is actually about Batman. Don't get me wrong, The Dark Knight is a great movie, and I think one of the best things about it is that it has a like, truly infectious and unique energy. I don't think you can overstate that. Every time I watch it, I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm in, like I'm invigorated. It's something about the the pace, the editing, the the acting, the music. It just it comes together in this amazing epic fashion, and I love watching it. I really, really do. I probably watch this like three to four times a year. Like I'd say probably quarterly. I, I check my watch and I'm like, hey, it's been X amount of days since I watched The Dark Knight. Better watch that again. Even though I have it memorized. Even though I've watched it a million times, I still watch it. And every time, I'm still like, oh my god, Heath Ledger is so good. And, oh my god, this scene is so fucking cool. And oh, I love this. But, and, and, and I don't feel that about Batman Begins. I don't. I do love it. I do love it, but quietly, if that makes any sense. Like, I watch it and I'm just like, damn, this is a good movie. Like, I really, really love everything about this movie, except for that he's totally a murderer. I don't like that. I think that's insanity. And I, God, please, can we just, can the Batman please be a version of this character that doesn't kill people? Can we please, can we please just get one? Can we just get one? Just let me have Robert Pattinson not kill a single person, even unintentionally, okay? Please, I'm just putting that out there. I'm really hoping that on Thursday I can come back and report to you that, yes, this is the first version of Batman that doesn't kill people, <laughs> which seems like it would be so easy, but it remains to be so hard. Um, but other than that, other than that, I like everything about Batman Begins. And, 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 and it doesn't fill me with that same energy. It doesn't make me feel all excited and get all amped up, but I do love everything about it, and I genuinely think that the story of it 
is is like the only one that's really focused on Batman and the character development of Batman and getting to know all three sides of Bruce Wayne because the best versions of Bruce Wayne should be three separate characters. It should be Bruce Wayne the public persona, Batman, and Bruce Wayne who he really is with Alfred dropping all the personas who is that real person. And I think that this movie, Batman Begins, nails that the best, especially the live action movies because you can tell that there are three distinct characters and following him for so long in the movie and following his origin story and, and establishing his world and his worldview and why he does the things he does, does the things he says, feels the way he feels for so long before we actually get him in the suit. I think that's an integral part of that and it's never boring and Bale does such a great job and this is before the Batman voice got completely ridiculous and he's just, he's like the best as this character in this movie, I feel. However, like I said, I feel quiet about it. I feel like, yeah, this is great, and I enjoy this, and I will never, never stop watching this movie and loving every minute of it. However, when I watch The Dark Knight, I'm like pumped up. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, give me, yeah, dude, the interrogation scene and oh, the 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 chase and oh man, this this part where um where he's you know he's having this fight with the Joker while all the people are on the boat and. Um, I love the bank robbery scene. I love the final scene with Two-Face, the final conversation between Batman and Gordon where he just flips over Harvey Dent's face and says, but the Joker cannot win. It, ch it chills me to the bone every single time. That is such a great moment. That's such a great scene. I love this movie. I love the ending. And it just leaves me like pumping my fist like, fuck yeah, I love Batman and I love this movie. Let's watch it again right now. But I don't think that the story is quite as tight. I'm sorry. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I don't think that it... I don't think it's quite as good. I, I think that it does have a little bit of bloat to it. And I think that there are certain plot threads that don't fully get explored to their, to their highest potential. For instance, the Batman imitators. We see them really for one scene, and then there's the one that gets killed later on in the movie. But, like... I think that's something that could be a much bigger part of, of a movie. It could be developed much more, something more akin to the Sons of Batman and the Dark Knight Returns. Those characters take center stage in that movie, or in that comic and movie, I guess, in a lot of key parts. But these, the, this idea is sort of kind of pushed to the side, and I think that's, um, there, there's a couple things like that. And I think that, yeah, it can... Um, it, it can kind of rush certain things. I think that Harvey Dent's transformation probably deserves its own movie. And I like what it what's done with him in this movie, but I also feel like Two-Face could carry his entire his own entire movie and we just kill him off here. And um, and there's just a lot to this movie. It's, it's huge in scope, and I love it. I really do. I love every minute of it. Heath Ledger is phenomenal. I know it's been said a million times, but good God, that interrogation scene when he's beating the shit out of him and he's just like, he's just, Joker's just laughing at Batman and he's just like, you have nothing. You, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna beat me with, with your strength. Like, oh my God, it's so good. But I just think that if you want like a straight up, just all the fat trimmed off, just Batman focused, Batman centric movie you uh, at least i will go to batman begins because 
And Batman is actually the most interesting character in that movie, whereas in The Dark Knight, he's maybe only the third or fourth most interesting character. The Joker's obviously much more interesting. I think Harvey Dent has a lot more going on. I think Commissioner Gordon has a lot more going on. Hell, even Rachel. Like, Batman isn't quite as much of the focus in that movie. And so for that reason, I think that Batman Begins is a better Batman movie because it's actually about Batman. And then, I mean, the filmmaking is pretty much on par between both. I would say that Nolan really nails down his style and his aesthetic in The Dark Knight, and everything he's made since has been, it's been like The Dark Knight. Uh, you can you can really tell that he really found himself in a in a big big way in The Dark Knight in the making of that movie. But I do think in general the filmmaking is is pretty much comparable. Um, and I think that another thing that, that kind of pushes it over the edge for me, just that hair in the favor of Batman Begins is that I like the version of Batman's world in that movie better. I think the fact that, that it's just Chicago in the Dark Knight is boring. I think that's lame. Like there is, there's a spectrum in terms of Gotham City and like Batman's world that Nolan is on the one end of. And Burton is on the other. And my ideal take, and I think I've said this before a million times, but it's somewhere in the middle. And that's something that the Batman looks like it's doing perfectly. Again, I'll report back on Thursday, but it does look like it's hitting that balance exactly the way that I would want it to. But um, I think that that uh, that Batman Begins kind of toes that line a little better. We still have one foot in a gothic nightmarish world in Batman Begins because we have the purely CG element of the Narrows, we have the train, we have Arkham Asylum, there's so much iconography that really just, it just works better for Batman. Batman just looks more ridiculous when he's just in our world straight up. I think he fits better with a world that's augmented with a little bit of, of nightmare, a little bit of gothic. So I think that's another thing that just kind of just just nudges it over the edge just a just a bit you know like they're both tens but but Batman's just like a ten Batman Begins is just like a ten point oh one I'm I'm telling you I know this is an unpopular opinion but I think that like it's just ah I know and I, like I said before sometimes it's, it's almost depending on the day but ah man I don't know I know this is gonna be an unpopular opinion but I I think that. Batman Begins is just the slightest bit better than The Dark Knight. Uh, okay. <laughs> God damn it, this is so much fun. <laughs> uh, I could talk about Batman forever, for hours. I'm about to hit an hour at this rate. Okay, let's bring things home. Let's wrap it all up with an opinion that I actually think has been gaining traction, especially with Batman fans over the last couple years. But uh, this is something that I have said for a long time. And I have no shame in saying so. Batman Mask of the Phantasm is the number one best Batman movie. You can't change my mind unless the Batman is up to the challenge, in which case, hey, bring it. I want to, hey, I'm okay with being proven wrong. But as it stands right now, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is 100% the best Batman movie. I was talking a lot when I was talking about Batman Begins and The Dark Knight about how the fact that Batman Begins is really the only... Batman uh, live-action movie that's actually about Batman, um, I, and and I think I think that uh, this animated movie is truly the best movie about Batman. Batman is is unquestionably the main character of this movie, and he definitely has the most important and interesting arc, which I don't think is the case for a lot of the other ones. Batman grappling with 
a promise that he made to his parents when he was a child, a, like a, a, a child who had just undergone something extremely traumatic. You're obviously not going to be thinking straight. You are already kind of an idiot, and you've added on this insane element of like a really, really massive and irreversible change to your life. It's it's going to make you do some rash things, and and he never counted on being happy. Like that scene where he's breaking down in front of his parents' grave, and he's like, please, I need you to give me a sign. I need it to be okay, that I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't count on the fact that I would ever move on, that anything good would ever happen in my life again, but it has, and, and I don't want to do this. And it's like the turmoil, the emotional resonance of that in a cartoon. It's crazy. This is a, a movie that generally is is aimed at kids and yet you have like amazing like a great mystery a great mob story really amazing character work and some just truly breathtaking scenes i mean when batman first suits up all happiness has been drained from his life again he's now steadfast in this decision once more and it's just it's great it's dramatic it's awesome it's perfect and i think that's true of this entire movie it just has a really great aesthetic to it it has really great performances i think kevin costner is or <laughs> is not batman i think kevin conroy is the best batman i think that's undisputable i know he's just the voice but i still think it's valid and i just man this movie is is phenomenal i don't think that there's anything that does a better job of capturing the essence of batman than this movie I love sort of the origin story element, the flashbacks we get. I love the inner turmoil that Batman is filled with throughout the course of this movie. I love the mystery. I love the introduction of a new villain. I love the little hints and glimpses of the world that we get throughout the course of this movie. The inclusion of Gordon and the GCPD are, um, you know, when we dip into the world of the mob. I love seeing Batman be a detective, which is something that they always promise us in every new Batman movie, and yet it continues to never happen. But it happens in this movie, and it's great. The chase scene between Batman and the SWAT team, and he's just beaten and battered, and oh man, it's a fantastic movie. It really, really is, and I don't think enough people have seen it, but every time I watch it, I'm continuously amazed by how incredible this movie is. And I, I know that animation is a perfectly valued art form, art form, and I personally prefer it to live action in, in a lot of cases. I do think there's a lot of times where animated movies could not have been made another way. Like, they have to be animated movies. But I know that it sort of is seen as a kid's medium, and, and this movie definitely was intended to be for kids. The target audience of something like the animated series is not 40-year-old men. It just isn't. But, like, the balls on these creators and just, they didn't talk down to kids. And they really just went ahead and told one of the best Batman stories that's ever been put to film in this movie. And I don't think it gets enough credit. I think that this is hands down the best Batman movie. And, um, like I said, unless the Batman changes that, I think it's going to remain that for a while. So, yeah, again, I, I think that there was a decent amount of hot takes in this, uh, especially these last three. But... Hey, I'm not changing my mind. You can't you can't tell me that Batman Mask of the Phantasm isn't a terrific fucking movie. So that's where I'm coming down. Um, we're going Batman and Robin is the worst, then Batman vs. Superman, Batman Forever, Batman 66, Batman Returns, the Lego Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises, Batman 89, The Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and Mask of the Phantasm. So there you have it, my full ranking for all the Batman movies. I clearly have a lot of fun talking about this and could do it forever, but um, I don't want to do that. This is already ran long enough, and I'm sure like five people are going to listen to this because... 
no one wants to listen to me blabber on about Batman for 45 minutes. But you know what? I do. So I'm going to have a great time listening to this episode. Um, anyway, I'm going to forego the usual outro because I've already I've, I've held you long enough. So uh, I appreciate you listening. That's the most important thing that you do for me. You know, the, the usual. Rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends, whatever. It's you know, it's up to you. Do it or don't. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and I'll I'll see you in a couple days when I finally get to review the Batman. Super super excited for that. So uh, yeah, definitely check that one out and then come come over to this to this podcast feed and and see what I have to say about it. I've been looking forward to talking about this movie for a while. So hopefully it's good. And um, thank you for listening to this. Thank you again. Um, and I'll catch you in the next one. See ya.